on today's venue podcast. It's our bonus episode 2015 year in review. We're going over consumer tech, business tech, and future tech, all that and more right after this. It's time for the venue podcast, the show that talks lifestyle tech, data center tech, cloud tech, business tech, phone tech. You get the point. Your hosts are Josh. You know, I'll tell you, China was amazing. Bill. We're going to do stuff to the car. Oh, Don't okay. freak out. Will. One thing I do not like about the Apple Watch is the very limited set of watch faces. And the man himself, Mr. B, a.k.a. Brian. They type that password in, they're like, yeah, I'm going to get into this guy's stuff. And then they're like, oh no, crap, There's, you have to get this code. So sit back and relax and get smart. And welcome back to our 2015 year in review. Uh, we're back with the bonus episode for this year, going over everything that happened in 2015, um, every single thing. We're going to start off uh, by singing my praises because uh, in Podcast 11, I was the only one to make a correct prediction about 2015. That's because I wasn't here, though. Oh, okay. Here Great. we go. True. Brian was not here. And Will's but, terrible at predictions. Hey. But I did say that biometrics was a huge thing, and it, it turned out to be a huge thing this year. Right, guys? So you said this in January of 2015. That's right. January 26th, Josh said that biometrics, in I quote, biometrics is a huge thing that's coming up, and I'm sure that more and more devices will start using your eyes or your face. That's what what were some said. of our other yeah. predictions, though? Your eyes Do we have the other face. predictions? I don't know that you predicted anything. I'm, I'm not saying just Matt, Josh, Matt, but what about? Matt made some predictions about cloud becoming bigger, which, I mean, it did. <laughs> and, uh, yes, cloud is I made predictions. I made predictions about... Um, more bezel bezel-less displays and bezels did get smaller but this still yeah. I think I think Sharp has like some kind of deal with Dell and they're the only people that actually have those little tiny little Well look at phones look at phones I mean phones are bezel-less basically be- bezel-less now I mean, not in the way that I mean But Samsung has that thing where there's no bezel on one side right so that's sort of correct That's Sharp You mean the, the edge? edge Yeah Oh you kind of I guess that wasn't really what I meant, what I intended. So for me to take credit for oh, okay. predicting that right. would be incredible. Are you talking wrong. about TVs or just phones in general? No, like the Dell SPS 13 and 15. Okay. Or the Sharp Aquas Well, phone. I think that came out in 2014, mm. too. Oh, mm. So, yeah, it's all Sharp stuff, basically. So that didn't really go anywhere else. I mean, like, my MacBook has a really thin bezel, but it's not bezel-less. I mean, it's not as thin as the Dell XPS. Yeah. Well, I was super excited when I saw that Windows 10 was going to be... Uh, facial recognition to unlock yep. your stuff. I just started high fiving everybody because I was like, my prediction was right. Yeah, I'm su- super excited. I'm sure you remembered making that. Prediction, I did. Right? Yeah, yeah, I totally did. Would yeah. you have remembered that if right. I hadn't went back and listened to the episode? Not at all. And then put nope, that in the notes. Right. Nope, not okay. at all. Okay. <laughs> so um, we're going to go over 2015. We're going to separate it into uh, consumer tech, business tech, and then kind of the future tech that's starting to to come about in 2015 that that should play a huge role in in possibly both consumer and business stuff Mm -hmm. um so to jump right into consumer tech uh we had a pretty big release uh in the form of the apple watch Mm. will is grinning ear to ear and i think the only person that doesn't have an apple watch is you that would be me right because i'm waiting on the second version which is coming out (laughs) march next year yeah, that's going to aggravate me. Well, is is it though? I don't okay. know. I don't. I, you know, I, I, so, the, 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 why is I, the Apple Watch? Why is the Apple Watch such a big deal? Is it because it's the first real 
real no, it's smartwatch? No, it's not. Or is it's, it because it's the first it's real the usable first Apple Watch? No, the Moto 360. A lot of these other Apple uh, other uh, watches are fine. They, they they do the same. It's basically the same darn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know except, why. The, except the Pebble. Well, except the Pebble. Yeah, yeah the Pebble, Pebble is like, um, It's in a different class. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, revolutionary. I, I like mine. I don't want, you know, to have another smartwatch, but I don't know what it is. People looked to Apple to, like, set the bar here. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. the bar was really already set. Like, there's nothing that they could have done that would have been amazing. And people were really expecting something that I think that they couldn't, they couldn't have done. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they, they definitely have released the most expensive. Yeah, they definitely affected the, the prices of all the other watches, yeah, which kind of sucks. Everything else kind of had to uh, to match, I guess. Yeah, and this Christmas, like all these sales are finally bringing the Apple Watch like down to a reasonable price, like what it actually should have been in the first place, in my opinion. Whenever, when, see, the other day, well, one of my friends, I was out to dinner, and one of my friends asked me, "How's your Apple Watch?" Because he didn't, he never noticed that I had mm-hmm. one before, and I was like, "That's that's okay." And I, I just basically just glossed over it like that was that because I don't feel comfortable recommending this to somebody just just a nor- like a normal non techie person at yeah. two hundred dollars. Yeah, I probably would, but not at three fifty four hundred. Yeah, well, so, th- this is not the first time Apple has done weird stuff with pricing. I mean, I remember when the first iPhone came out, <laughs> yeah. it was like what five ninety nine for the eight gig model it, it might have been more than that or six nine nine it was and, it was six or seven hundred dollars and, yeah. and the people who bought the initial version within i think what was it like the first month or something you're right you it, got was, a it was five ninety nine yeah right. five, and you got a rebate from apple um yeah but yeah no, what I, were you saying i was gonna say i mean and other wearables as well though you know so the fitbit and things like that have really have taken off and i think are actually having more shipments than the apple watch even you know yeah. so uh i think i think wearables definitely were or have been a huge thing in, in 2015. And, and I think that that market will continue to grow um, across all platforms, whether it be, you know, fitness trackers or, you know, with maybe the Microsoft Band or you mm-hmm. know, the Fitbits uh, or even on the smartwatch spectrum with the Apple Watch or any Android Wear devices. When did the Microsoft Band come out? Was that 2015? Um, the f- was first one came out in 2014, I, I believe. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. But the second one was released. Yeah. And I don't think it got it got terrible reviews. Yeah, but did I mean, it really? Yeah, it looked like it got similar reviews to the first one, except Which, it was more comfortable and lo- didn't look like quite as much of like a um, handcuff, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. shackle. What's shackle, funny is you're yeah, right, right there. You're right. There has been there still is tons of fitness bands that have kind of done that. It does some type of smartwatch functionality. The Fitbit. Let's see, is what the charge, the surge, which is yeah, the one I mean, that's with the big display that you can looks surge. like the surge. Yeah. And, you know, definitely cheaper than any other, I think, uh, smartwatch. Definitely cheaper than the Apple Watch. And if you go to Best Buy and walk around, they have a huge section for all the watches and accessories and all this kind of business. So it's definitely still out there. I mean, there's still the Apple Watch did not come and crush all the fitness bands. We, we really don't like know because Apple's keeping tight-lipped about, yeah, about shipments. So anything. it's it's basically oh. just these firms that are guessing the ship, how many they're selling. Hmm. They've never released they're real big, numbers. Yeah, they're watching off the uh, supply chain. Oh, I see. Numbers off of that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, speaking of things that maybe you're a little bit disappointing, let's talk about hoverboards for a bit because that's a big thing. (laughs) I mean, you don't like catching on fire. That happened. Yeah, I'm not a fan of catching on fire. Can we can we just say that hoverboard is a ridiculous name for this product? I hate it. I hate it. It's just a segue without it. Yeah. So it's a scooter. So for people who don't know what a hoverboard is, oh, that's. 
they're call- that's what they're call- calling what see, you're about to see call. how ridiculous it is <laughs> yeah i thought yeah. it was like something like we were gonna talk about the lexus like you know hovering uh, like magnetic you mean like an actual hoverboard, hoverboard. No, so the ones not. so I, and i didn't mean to interrupt you but the ones that you're about to talk about that's what they're calling hoverboards correct oh yep. that just makes yeah. me sick so the, the hoverboard <laughs> is a two-wheeled it's a Wow, that was a, quite a reaction. <laughs> that wasn't Will. funny. Jeez. The way that Will said that, yeah. his face, it was uh-huh. it was pretty funny. So the hoverboard is a two wheeled, um, basically like a little Segway, yeah. just without the the handles. You sort of like, don't you just lean yes. and it goes? It's a self balancing electric scooter. That is what yes. it is. Yeah. So would you want that or a Segway if you had if you had neither? No, the the hoverboard thing. But the, I want one, but I just you know. but the hoverboard thing really took off toward the end of this year. Boy, I think I think it's yeah. been the last like two yeah. months, maybe. Yeah. Hoverboards oh, yeah. are less dorky than segways, absolutely. I feel, so, but I still don't really want. I don't have a need for one. There's no segways, reason to you can have get, like one. the industrial like big huge tire segway that you well, can go off road with. You can get a big with. huge tired hoverboard as well. <laughs> oh really? One can, of our one of, one of our people actually tried ordering one, but it was back ordered, so we canceled. It. Oh really? So I don't I don't know what they're like. They could be total junk, but. Mm. And these have been catching on fire. Yeah, yes. the batteries. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, marketing wise, and right, literally, and literally catching on fire. <laughs> yeah. So the batteries are bursting into flames, and people are burning their feet. Yeah, just, so just they're like, being made in you know shady factories, and mm-hmm. they're not actually getting the batteries tested. And then you know they have a, a weakness in the lithium ion, and then poof, poof. Yeah, I've heard of people ordering a couple of these for Christmas and then waiting on them to show up so they could send them back once they started hearing about all of the people, all the people catching on fire. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's amazing how fast it came and is now apparently going. I mean, I think it's this year's Furby for like. Yeah. Of a, so I've you know, missed the hoverboard craze. I it's, think so. It, yeah. it speaks for our laziness, really, that people are buying these. Well, it's it's the beginning it really of does. Wally, right? <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 oh, it's yeah. so sad. I, I mean, can we really no not just walk? Like, like so. So one of our coworkers yeah. got one, kind of as almost as a joke. Like he bought one. He was watching videos. He's like, I'm just going to buy one of these. Mm-hmm. And he bought one. And everyone in the office rides it around every once in a while, you know, enjoying how cool it is. But he said he never actually uses it, except to like ride his scooter to lunch yeah. or something, like <laughs> on Fridays. So he says he doesn't ride it at home. No, he, he keeps it in the trunk of his car. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I tried to think with that car might, might catch on. Right, exactly. No, I know. It sounds like it would be dangerous. So I, I was thinking, whenever he first got, this is pretty cool. What use would I have for one of these? And I was thinking, well, should I? I could use it to walk my dog. No, my dog would pull me off of this, and this is some of the only exercise I get. So there's no reason for me to get treadmill. This. Why? Like, there's there's just no good reason to get one. I mean, you could use it as sort Did of. Did you a, say on a treadmill? Just you could <laughs> use it as sort of a bike replacement, though. I could see college kids. Using yeah, I don't think the battery is not that good. It lasts I mean, for about twelve miles, and it also catches on fire. It's a long way, though, when you yeah. think about small price to pay. during the day. Yeah, true, getting between classes, twelve miles is a long time. Long You'd way. have to stop and pick it up and put it over curbs. Just thinking about LSU, mm-hmm. I would I would have had to on my on my way to classes, you know, forever ago. I would have had to stop and pick it up. We need to go take a trip to LSU campus and see if there's many people out there on hoverboards. Yeah, that would because actually be interesting. That would be interesting to see, like. The, uh, it's been a long time. Hmm. And we can hmm. interview them and say, "Hey, yeah, why are you that sounds like a great segment." Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about a little bit about the releases. We had we had some pretty big um, software releases: iOS nine, Windows ten. We also had some pretty big hardware releases, like the iPad Pro, the MacBook, um, different surfaces. 
What do you guys think? What what who are the winners and who are the losers here for 2015? Uh, you know, were there losers in the releases? I, see, I was about to say I don't think there were any losers here. I mean, everybody came out with some really good, you know, things bringing them everybody kind not of even, in line. Not even the iPad Pro was that not a loser? It's not for me, but that doesn't mean right. it's a loser, right? I, yeah. I I mean, for some people it's probably great. Uh, you know, there's a lot of well, not not a lot of people I know. Why there's you, a couple people I know. Why but, are you giving me the stink eye? What? No, nothing. I was just. Wondering. I don't like iPads. There you go. There you go. And I used to have. I had an iPad, regular one, two, and I had a mini. And after I got this big phone, I'm done with iPads. That is so a great don't clip stink eye for the like, new intro. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think with you know a lot of these software releases that came out this year, it brought it brought you know mobile devices and desktop and and laptop uh, devices in line. Uh, with each other and, and kind of, yeah. you know, brought it all together into something you can kind of do on either one. And and the hardware, you know, kind of follows that, I find. You know, so you have iPad Pro and the Surface Pro 4, and you have the MacBook and the Surface Book. I mean, yeah, those may not, you know, directly correlate, but they're, you know, kind of all trying we're, to accomplish the same thing. Yeah, here. we're at the beginning of, of these manufacturers really starting to take their experiences across these right. different devices, which yeah. is totally neat. So... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I definitely think the iPad Pro. It's not for me as a tablet, but uh, with the keyboard and as a competitor to maybe the Surface, and it's really not a competitor because yet yeah, it's not a full computer. But if you're into the iOS apps and you do do a lot of work in iOS, why does it really even matter? What to say if you only have to do you know five exactly. things? If you have to do some Word documents and browsing the web for your work or do everything well, web-based i mean what do you need a exactly so for? image editing some vid, you know possibly vid, um, image video editing and then if you start looking at things like we were talking about in the uh, few seconds ago before the podcast about maybe the medical industry using something with a bigger pad maybe we can now really do x-rays and look at things in in, in a bigger format than we did with the ipad and ipad mini um and maybe just be more powerful i don't know what I like to think is whenever, or what I've learned rather, is whenever Apple comes out with something, I just stop and I don't try to form an opinion on it immediately because it's always like this thing, this, the, the techie part of me wants to not like it because of some flaw that I see in it, but then like everyone else seems to like it, so I have to like take a step back and look at it and be like, okay. Because whenever the MacBook came out, mm-hmm. my first thought was, who'd want that? And the next, and I stopped and I was like, no, wait. The next day I was like, I, just, I, like, I completely did a 180 on it and now I own one. So and did, it's the same thing with the Apple Watch and the iPad. Did you so think, I'm not going to sit here and you know bash the iPad Pro because it, not, it's just what happens. Yeah, I'm not bashing it. It's just for me, it's not for me. Right. It's not for me either, but it could be very popular. Brian had something to say. Oh, I was going to say, you know, did you have the same out, uh, the same thoughts when you bought your Surface Pro 3, though? I did. Yeah. I had so. the exact same thought. Well, I had, uh, I had an issue with how Microsoft was trying to position and still does position the Surface Pro line. And they started to say this is the tablet that can replace your laptop. It cannot replace your laptop, and if you if you use a laptop on your lap, it's not a lap. It's not a very lapable device, no matter what. But it's not a, they'd like not to really a lap. But would you say it's laptop. a notebook? Yeah, it's not really a lap laptop. Would you it's say okay. it's a notebook? If you're using it on a table, sure. So it's a great on a table. You know actually, that, you know that Apple refuses to refer to their notebooks as laptops, correct? Yeah, they call them oh, notebooks. Really? Yeah, they've always called it's them notebooks. notebooks because they were usually ran too hot. Burn because of the lap. aluminum, so they actually said because of that they were yeah. not going to refer to them as laptops. I remember those days when the MacBooks, hmm. MacBook Pros would overheat mm. and burn people. Mm-hmm. I use cool. mine on my lap. Well, yeah, because it probably doesn't get hot at all. Yeah, unless I'm I mean, trying to run a do game. Anything. So what? I so <laughs> I tried running Ooh. a game on my MacBook to see how it would work, 
and the the part where the logic board is mm-hmm. at the bottom and the back just got super hot. Oh really? And I was like, ooh. So, probably so you like do this so anymore. you like so you like that laptop because I was looking at Airs not too long ago and I was like, man, you know that the, the MacBooks do look really nice. And I was in Best Buy and I was kind of playing with the keyboard. I was like, man, I love this keyboard. I do too now. Um, what do you use it for? And is it the the maxed out version of the MacBook, or is it like it's not the maxed out version? Okay, it's the it's the middle of the line version. Okay, so there's a 1.1 gigahertz, 1.2, 1.3. I have a 1.2. Okay, so that's that's so you're still under two gigahertz for what's the processor inside, and eight gig of RAM is the maximum, or it's eight gig all across the board. It's eight gig all across the board. Okay. Yep. And what the thing, so the cool thing about this is it's trying to bring like a laptop closer to a tablet, like in like form factor. Yeah. And so I think that kind of ties into what everyone else has been saying about, you know, Microsoft trying to bring their laptop to be more like a tablet because you know, it's a, it actually is a tablet. And this yeah. isn't a tablet, but it's the same kind of form factor, so it has the same portability. Can you now buy an Apple accessory that's the new la- the new keyboard with that low-travel keys? Is that, a, is that an available option? Because if sure. you, it, they come with – in the new iMacs, you can actually get a Bluetooth keyboard that's that same form factor. I don't know. I haven't I never. I haven't heard very new, many good things. The new about them. smart keyboard is the same key uh, button. The butterfly thing. Yeah, the, the butterfly, butterfly clasps. Yeah. Uh, that the MacBook has. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're great. I love them. Yeah. Speaking of the MacBook, I, I'm going to steal your transition here. You ready? Yep, Speaking let's of the do MacBook, it. and it has that beautiful USB-C yeah. charging. Oh, you you've just been you've usurped. You've been usurped. No, that's usurped. totally cool. It's a team effort, you know. And yeah. so, so 2015 has also been kind of the the debut of of USB-C uh, as a as a viable option. As know? as someone, we've all celebrated. Let let's say mm-hmm. let's say I'm not really a tech person. Why should I care about USB-C? Phil. Um, because all right, well, I guess am I no? You have a USB C device. You're, you have a, yeah. your Nexus six P. Yeah, so it. it's USB C. It does. It's a like an all in one port, and it's reversible. So I mean, what what's not yep. to love? Yep, reversible. So you don't have to try it twice before. Oh no, actually no, you don't have to try it three it times. Yeah. You don't have to try it three times mm-hmm. because everyone that's listening to this knows you try to plug something in with USB. And you get it wrong, and you turn it around, and you still get it wrong, and you turn it around the way that you first had mm-hmm. it, and you were right the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's revolutionary for 2015. Probably our best yeah. best thing so far. Um, it, it's going to be a game changer in, in a little while. In a little while? It's going to be a game changer. It already is a game changer. Well, I mean, so, when, it's on, when it's on more devices yeah. is what I mean. So right, right now right. you have it on what? The MacBook, it's exclusive the, to the a few Pixel, phones. and the, the Nexus 6P. Yeah. And like the one Nokia Nexus tablet. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's very, it is very... It's very so it's, I think it's going to be a game changer oh. once it's on more, more things. Actually, I think the Dell XPS 13 has it now too, but the they also one? have a bunch of other ports. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, a, it's really a, like a, a fantastic addition to computing technology yes it's a fantastic evolution sorry when do you think we'll have new macbook airs with USB-C and that have been updated because we were talking about that about a co-worker wanting a new laptop and i was all macbook air macbook air and then you were like ah and i went oh yeah maybe not a macbook air when does that do to get upgraded never and i know this is kind of changing the subject but what are they doing with that it's possible they may die 
the really? MacBook, the bank, the MacBook will be the replacement. Revelations the happening but it's right still, here. But like uh, this is a little bit underpowered episode. versus this. This is much more faster and better for you than. No, this is going to go away. Are the you insulting gonna, my MacBook. I'm not. The, I love your MacBook. The, the MacBook is going to replace the Air. The Air line's going to disappear, and the MacBook Pros are going to get beefier, and they're going to use those. As they the don't two. even really need to because the MacBook Pro 13 inch is already like the underpowered MacBook Pro, and it's not really underpowered. It just doesn't have a GPU, a dedicated right. GPU. Right. So saying it's basically so it's an basically Air. air. Hmm. So they don't really need to make a new MacBook Air. It's true. Okay. That's right. They well. don't. And just, it has a retina screen, so there's just, no point. Does that just, have a retina screen? Yes. Yeah. This I wouldn't the, have bought is, it if it didn't. The MacBook Air is the only machine on Apple's lineup without a retina screen, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'll go buy a MacBook. MacBook is so good. You might should wait and and see Since if they probably. add in some pressure, pressure sensitivity. They already do. Okay. Do. Come on. There you go. Great. <laughs> More yeah. pressure sensitivity as an interface. Josh. He tried. Um, he really tried on yeah. that one. Sorry, that's, Josh. That's the consumer tech. The next piece of consumer tech that we're going to talk about is pressure sensitivity, um, which I haven't really dealt with very much. So but. so right now, I think it's mainly on Apple devices, and other people are starting to bring it in. Huawei? Like Huawei has it yeah. on, a, on a device, and Samsung is bringing it in to their next devices, uh, supposedly. Rumored. Rumored. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they will. <clears throat> but uh, But right now, you know, Apple has it on most of their newer laptops. You have the pressure sen- pressure sensitivity on the trackpad, which I'm not going to lie here, and its current iteration is completely useless. Um, whoa, hold on now. Whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah, if I want to look that dictionary no, word up, I can push yeah, harder. For that kind I mean, of stuff, on. it's not. But, I mean, for the for the thinness factor for my computer, it's great. Oh, sure. For that, it's great. But what I'm for talking really about is else, for, no. for functionality, it's, no. it's a little... Uh, Subpar, yeah. Um, but it also, you know, brought in for the the newer iPhones with the the three D touch. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, it's not Force Touch anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, has it on the Apple Watch as well. So, yeah, and on the Apple Watch is pretty dumb. So, it's awesome. It's not yeah. dumb on the Apple Watch. I love pushing my off no, screen harder. Force Touch on the Apple Watch is weird. It's very oh. unintuitive. I I haven't bought a new phone. The new S phone yet? I have played with them. You I do shouldn't. like. I do like. Well, I'm not this time. Okay. I do like the um, the force, the 3D touch on the phones are nice. I you don't know, have one, but I'll, you know. You know what I like? I like when you don't have to touch things at all, and that is made possible by you know, like the Internet of Things, with mm. stuff like the Amazon Echo. Mm-hmm. Um, really starting this year to be kind of a presence we're getting more and more people kind of jumping on this bandwagon yeah um i went to will's house and i'm sorry hey my house it's it's cool at my house man he he has an an amazon echo and it was very impressive what you could do with Mm -hmm. with it um i think this is probably out of everything on this consumer tech list that we talked about probably the thing that we're going to look back on 2015 and say that was probably a big deal yeah i think the amazon echoes is a big deal i think that type of technology is a big deal mm-hmm. i mean i predict if i know i can't make any predictions now because we've already had our predictions episode yeah we did but can i get one in sure why not i think apple is going to have siri at home which will be a device similar to uh, Amazon Echo that you could put in, and it could be maybe that it may could run on the Apple TV well, or something like that. I was gonna say it's probably just gonna be the Apple TV. Yeah, and I think you'll be able to. Will do it the same be thing. by Doctor Dre? Mm. That's the real <laughs> that's, question. Well, that's Dre, the voice. Dre, yeah. Dre, Dre will answer yeah. your question. Yeah. Siri yeah. by Dre. Yeah. <laughs> you could choose from different options. You could have Siri or you could have Doctor Dre. Yeah, that'd be so cool, Doctor Dre. Man, that'd uh, be the best. 
But yeah, I mean, I I love we we Brian and I have an echo, uh, and, and you're getting, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, so yeah. you're getting one. Yep. And uh, well, I didn't know if it was like a surprise or something. I didn't know he, he like, told us he was getting an echo. No, I know, Why but I didn't know if surprise? like you. But it's if, a Christmas present. Yeah, it's, it's fun. a Christmas present. I don't, <laughs> out in the open. I don't yeah. think I don't think the wife listens to the podcast. So <laughs> okay, all right. Well, just making yeah. sure. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Your yeah. wife never mind doesn't either. <laughs> so you'll have the echo. You'll have the echo. Then you kind of start doing home automation. So lighting maybe next. Yeah. And yep. thermostats and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. And it's really it's really funny because before that initial push into something like an Echo, I had no interest in home automation at all. So I wonder if that's if if people need sort of a catalyst device to start saying, oh yeah, no, I can do this. Oh, and I can do this. You know, yeah. If that's what causes the ball to start rolling down the hill. My first home automation product was probably the the Wemos, mm-hmm. the light switches and things like that. That was my first, and then I got the Echo, and then goes from there. So in twenty thermostats, thermostats in, in twenty fifteen, that was when HomeKit came out, right? And also, mm-hmm. and also Google released Brillo, or they announced Brillo at least, didn't they? You sure that was in twenty fourteen? Brillo? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking. I'm not I think sure. HomeKit I think was actually was, announced twenty fourteen as well, but it came out this year, really, right? It was mainstream, yeah. Well. So we saw a lot of HomeKit devices, HomeKit enabled devices. Yeah, and I think I think the whole IoT uh, in the home type thing is is coming bigger, and uh, right now we're seeing the biggest push for it, and and I, and I think it's something that'll be, you know, just in everyone's home in the next year or two, and it's not something anyone will really think about. It'll you know, just be what it is. Cool. I actually just bought an Internet of Things thing that uh, it's a it's a cooker, it's a sous vide cooker. That uh, it's it's that sounds, Bluetooth it's Bluetooth connected. That they make dangerous. Wi-Fi models, but it sounds dangerous. I'm, I'm pretty excited to try it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So V stuff is I've never never yeah. never played with that. But so for the yeah. for the next podcast, we want to know what you cooked and how was it, and if you did it and did you have food, the internet? And did Clearly, you have food you had to do it from the other room, right? right? Well, it's the one that I bought the Bluetooth model. There is a Wi-Fi model of mm-hmm. the one I bought, so you know it won't technically be the internet. It'll be like. The, the network of so, okay. all right yeah that'll, so, that'll work so i just have a quick question about this so what does one do with bluetooth on a sous vide cooker i think it sends you notifications to make sure that it's like whenever it's done or like you can okay. be on your couch and, st- and start it or whatever i, I really don't know that's okay. why i didn't buy the wi-fi one because i, I really couldn't see use was the wi-fi one more expensive yeah it was 200 dollars just compared you to tell people who may not know sous vide sous vide dishes it's like you it's like cooking something in a vacuum like right. you put it you put uh your for for example steak into mm-hmm. a into a bag and you get all the air out of the bag or you can use a vacuum sealer and you basically put it into water and the sous vide cooker warms up the water and circulates it and cooks it for a long time usually about an hour mm-hmm. at very like um uh, traditionally Some like low temperatures temperature, like yeah. 135 ish and uh it's supposed to be great so I've heard a lot about it. I've actually never seen or, or or eaten anything that was sous vide. Great. Yeah. So for the next podcast, we'll all get some kind of sous vide something from you. Is oh, yeah. I'll bring you like a dry aged Fantastic. Exciting. Sous vide cooked. I'm so excited. Um, <clears throat> okay. So let's move on to business tech. Um, we can all agree that for consumer tech, Internet of Things is probably the biggest deal for 2015, right? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in the consumer line that went went on. I don't know. I think oh, no. fax got was really big this year. I use I use a lot of fax. Yeah, me too. Actually, come to think yeah. of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
going to take off next year too. So speaking of faxing, let's get on to business. Yeah. So we won't <laughs> so get down to business. I don't think faxing is necessarily done these days anymore, but I think it um, is. But biggest news. So I think the biggest news announcement was. You know, Dell purchase um, Dell purchasing EMC. That was a pretty absolutely. That was a big, big, um, <laughs> big purchase. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I just didn't. Um, but yeah, so you know, that was that was a big news item for this year. I think I think that was probably one of the biggest announcements that circulated. Is it is it going to be a uh, an acquisition that we're going to look back on and say, wow, that's when this whole thing started? Or is it going to be one of those things where, eh, you know, that happened. Man, no. wasn't that a bust? I don't think it's going to change. Yeah, I don't think it's going to change anything. I think they're, they're purchasing EMC. You know, we'll see. I, these things you can't really predict. It's hard mm-hmm. to predict. Yeah. Uh, what are they going to do with EMC? Is it just going to be the same thing that, you know, because I guess they also get VMware, right? Mm-hmm. So what is that going to mean to to businesses, to enterprise tech? I think in terms of not looking at specific vendors or anything like that, I think just technology when it comes to storage has changed in 2015. Um, and also convergence, you know, hardware, uh, compute and RAM and storage is all now becoming one. And I think it started in 2014. It actually probably started earlier at a VMworld when VMworld announced vSAN, right, which is their take on taking um, discrete servers, you know, pizza boxes, having enough storage in each of them because all all servers come with storage unless they're blades, and then in, and then that's also kind of you know you can put storage in blades, and then aggregating these computes into uh, a file system that you don't necessarily have to go buy a big NetApp, an EMC, a Dell Compellent, and whatever. And you can now look at commoditization of storage. And, you know, on the grand scheme of things, the, 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 the thing that I think was big in 2015 was, you know, storage now is all becoming software-based. Mm-hmm. Whether if it's Isilon, you know, in, in Isilon, you EMC Isilon kind of use that same approach. It's node technology aggregated into a volume, and then this is how, you know, that works. Um, VMware vSAN, right? That's actually taking off, and people now, enterprises now are comfortable with actually going, yeah, you know, I need to do Vue rather than going and get a big deployment and spending a lot on storage. Let's just go get, uh, you know, something like an Evil Rail or just one of the Dell F, uh, FX series that has vSAN enabled, and they just put it together. Uh, things like Nutanix, again, very popular now, or get grain, c- continuing to gain popularity. Um, so yeah, I think just 2015 was a big change in how storage is viewed, and you know I think the days of you going to go buy a big storage array that only does storage is, is starting to decline. Hmm. You know that's a prediction for 2016, but also yeah. 2015 I think is where it all started. Yeah. You really missed the boat on the prediction episode. Yeah, you could have. I know, I know. <laughs> well, you know, no. better late than never. Yeah, we'll see if Google buys Dropbox. Look, yeah, man, leave me alone. Yeah, I was having a bad day. I didn't yeah, have any coffee, yeah. and then that just that just blurted out. But it, right. but what happens if they do buy Dropbox? We're gonna feel dumb. Then we, you're gonna feel, feel like dumb. dummies. That, that would be very interesting. Um, and so that that's some really good stuff over at the business side. I think obviously the Dell EMC thing is probably the biggest uh, out of that. Think of the year, yeah, the biggest yeah. announcement that wasn't. You know, technology necessarily that was a big shake. Yeah. That was a big shakeup. Cool. Um, and then finally, for our final category, uh, we're going to talk about "quote unquote" future tech stuff that's starting to get 
its feet wet in 2015, but maybe it'll be kind of the main thing in 2016, 2017, like 2018, like cyborgs. Exactly. Okay, cool. You dealt with some cyborgs recently, right, Phil? I I, I did. Oh, I, mean, I guess not. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe I mean, he did. Cyborgs, though, I mean, can come in many different forms. He brought it like, up, like like cars. Cars that drive themselves. What? What? Yeah. Do they have living parts in them? That's true. Let's not be. They have living parts. (laughs) Phil, they have living parts in them. Yeah, you. So, so yeah, so self-driving cars was something that was brought up a ton in 2015, and we had a lot of self-driving car kind of demos, Um, and Google's doing really well with their self-driving car. Yeah, they even got a ticket with one a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. There you go. <laughs> oh, they got a ticket? Driving, what what driving. happened? I don't yeah. think they actually got a ticket. They were pulled over for driving too slowly. Oh. Yeah. Is, well, is self-driving cars something we're going to look back on 2015 and say, yeah, that's that's where it really kind of started? Yeah, I think it'll be seen as the grassroots of it. Um, you know, between mm-hmm. Google self-driving car and what Tesla's doing with the, uh, you know, the co-pilot stuff. Um I don't know. We'll see. And even I read today that uh, Geohot, you know, one of the original iPhone hackers, is doing his own his own thing. And apparently, was offered a bunch of money by Elon Musk to come join his team and turned him down. Oh wow! So hmm. for a self driving car. <clears throat> yeah, he uh, he apparently started in October and already has a working prototype. Hmm. Wow! <laughs> by himself. Jeez. Nice. Hmm. So. I, I mean, it's interesting to see where that's going to go. Um, I think it is going to be the future. I, I don't see any way around it, but mm-hmm. we'll see. So we'll see. We'll see self-driving Ubers in twenty eight. Yeah, I, I think, I think Google's actually. You know, I, I read something today that Google's thinking about, or you know, it's it's thought that Google will spin off their their self-driving car mm-hmm. uh, piece, I guess, and and basically put it. Or pit it directly against Uber. Yeah, and w- I mean, we could even have companies that buy self-driving cars to get their employees to and from work. I mean, right. the, the applications are endless. No, nah, I think you're gonna have self-driving hoverboards. That's where it's gonna be at. Wow. No, yeah, I would. I would be terrified. Sounds yeah. totally dangerous. Sounds dangerous. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and there's the whole uh, Apple's gonna come out with the self-driving car rumor that started this year. Mm-hmm. So. I think this and is this has definitely been the year of self-driving car. Ford Ford was just given a permit to uh, start to really? start uh, testing their self-driving mm-hmm. cars in California as well. So hmm. very cool. Yeah. Um, another thing that was very prevalent this year is drones. And I know Brian mentioned that basically last December was when everybody got their drones for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And this year we felt the impact of it with drones everywhere. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, even Amazon got in on the action with saying, "Hey, we're going to deliver stuff by drone." Has that ever? Has that actually happened? Are they delivering the things? The FAA is not allowing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing is how many people with drones are now going to have to register? Yep. You know, as of I think yesterday, they list out all the models that are going to have to register their drones. Don't so you if you go to, buy like a parrot drone, like one of the nicer ones, you got to go register. It has to that? Go be registered with the government. I think you have to register. Don't you? You? you have to register and put like a sticker on your drone. Yeah. So you don't have to like register all your drones. You you have to register yourself, and then you can have as many drones as you want. I think mm. is what I heard. I don't know. I don't know. Something, it's something weird. Is that for like like someone doing like? No. For it's, why it's, do they want that? It's because you're using public airspace. If you're doing it in your house, yep. you don't have to do anything or mm. indoors. But outdoors, you're using public. So airspace. So I got my backyard, and it's yes. the problem. Yep. 
once you're over a certain point. I, I mean, mean, realistically, is a cop going to drive by and see you using your $30 no, probably not. Drone? No, but if I had like, like a three, oh, if I had a three hundred dollar parrot and I was flying up, you know, or DJ, DJ, deal with it, DJI, 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 you know, that might be, I guess, in the, you know, problem area. If you were following a police officer with your drone, <laughs> that would probably that be would a probably that be would a problem. Or if you flew it onto the White House yep. property, or, <laughs> or that. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. South Park did an episode of drones about drones this year too. Mm-hmm. It's, hmm. That's how you know you're hitting it's the topical. mainstream. Yeah. 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 Do any of you all have a drone? Uh, I have a quadcopter. I don't know if, really, if I'd really call it a drone. I'm not really sure what the difference is actually. I don't does know it does it have to one. have a camera to be called a drone? I don't, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. No, I don't think so. Well, nope. no yes. drone for you. No drone for me. No drone, drone for, you. for me. I kind of want to get one for this Christmas because you can get cheapy ones you without should. a camera, and you then you just play with them like well, little yeah, flips like and stuff. They're like thirty bucks. A, That's what I have. I'm get a bunch of them, Will. Yeah, Robert Bellasair, uh, the guy from Twitter, always says you need to get this type, and you it's know, like really good. Will, you should get a bunch of them and then control them with <laughs> Amazon Echo. Mm. Yeah, that would be cool. like as a as a drone like swarm. Be, yeah, and then that gets loose and starts yeah. killing people. The Get swarm, a drone, the drone swarm. and control it with your virtual reality goggles. All right. <laughs> VR, AR. And that's, that's the other thing that was big for future tech, really announced and, and kind of shown off a little bit, has been virtual reality a and augmented reality. Yeah. Um, Every, it's it's another one of those things that everybody's kind of jumping in on, kind of like the, the self-driving cars mm-hmm. where, you know, you have everybody and their mom saying, hey – I can do this too. Now, virtual reality, um, you say will not take off, right, Ryan? You're you're against virtual it's, reality. No, I'm not against virtual reality. I think that it has limited uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't I don't think even, that it'll take off mainstream, but I I do think that even it with will the have, stuff like Google Cardboard, that's like super cheap and yeah, I mean it's cool. Yeah, but it's not a day to day use. Like it's a I'm going to sit down and do something specific and I'll use it for that. Yeah, right. It has its uses like in a yeah. classroom. Sure. Yeah. But it's not something that you, you will use day in day out. So you're out. saying the Microsoft uh, what that's they call virtual it virtual reality though. That's it's augmented, augmented reality. Yeah, that's okay. augmented I mean it's, it's, reality. it's one of the things we have, you know, right. we're talking about here. Yeah. What about that? I mean, I think that it has a potential to be bigger than virtual reality. I, I mean, Whenever the HoloLens came out, actually, it was the same episode that we did our tech predictions this year. Yeah. We talked about whenever Microsoft – it was like the day that Microsoft did that big unveiling of the HoloLens. And, uh, I mean, I remember being super excited about it. And as the year has gone by, like we've seen, you know, the field of view has gotten really smaller. Well, it hasn't gotten smaller. It says they, they oversold it. Yeah, And right. it's, it's a very small field of view. So, oh. you know, until we have a final product that's not development, which is all that's been announced so far – you know, we thought we were going to get the the final product this year. We didn't. Well, and until we have that, that's not three thousand dollars and has a, a decent field of view. I don't really care. A lot of a lot of the applications that they've dropped for VR and AR has been they've been game related and gaming related. Mm-hmm. But these don't have to be just gaming. I mean, augmented reality could be really right, cool. That's anything. Yeah, it could be really cool as just glasses that could identify restaurants yeah. if you want. AR. AR, I see a future of VR. Yeah. I do not. Yeah. With well, AR, you can about, turn... Well, talking about AR with your Google Glasses, that was mm-hmm. Google, Google Glass. That was very similar to AR. You're walking around, things are popping on your, they, popping on yeah, your screen. Were, so there were certain aspects of it that were very AR-centric, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't there. And, you know, that's not something they've given up on either. I mean, By the we way, could, I was we just could about see, you know, a resurgence of, or a rebirth, I guess, of, of Google Glass. And that's what I was about to ask is, do we see any more? Because, I mean, it kind of died off. They're still working on it. They're still working on it. Uh, does anyone, are there, are there other competitors in that space that are doing something like that? 
They're, they there maybe are, don't look as goofy. There are a couple, but they look goofier. They look, look goofier. Yeah. Now they yeah. have one company that does it for uh, for like skiing. And yeah, yeah. Like I've ski seen goggles and things like that. But um, and I guess those just look like goggles. But with the exception of those, you know, the other people in the space just look ridiculous. So, I have I have a prediction. Yeah. I think Apple is going to do something about that. This, this is year. not the prediction of the episode. Right, like, well, we do. <laughs> no, no. So, so, I don't know, man. so Apple bought that face shift company, and now there's like rumors that they're going to buy GoPro. Mm-hmm. They're just like buying a bunch of camera stuff, and it's like, well, what could they be using cameras for? I don't know, cars or VR helmets, 3D or, mapping. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's something, something to do with that. I mean, some of those GoPro mapping if things are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if there's any, if there's any truth to that rumor that they're buying GoPro, then something's up. So, are, are we going to see a consumer available? AR VR next year, or are you think available this year? I, I think. 20, I mean, you got the the Oculus that's technically available now. Nah, right? I'm, I'm not counting that. No, that's more yeah. a gaming thing, isn't it? What Samsung Gear? That's, that's yeah. VR. Well, right? Okay, Samsung okay, okay. Gear. I mean, that's yeah. another one. Uh, I mean, they already have VR helmets. It's really more more AR. I don't think there's any like real. So there's not any AR real AR on the market right now. And the thing about AR is it has to be small enough for somebody to want to wear it. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. can't just walk around with this giant HoloLens on at all times. You look ridiculous. Yeah, Microsoft's not building that like, for, for you to wear like, yeah. to a restaurant. Right. I mean, they, everything they've shown, like you're in your living room. You you know, you're watching. You, your TV is now like just the wall. So basically yeah. they, they took stuff. Back to the Future with those, you know, those glasses when the kids playing the game and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, we, we can make that. Yeah. You know. It, nice. I don't think it's. I don't think we're going to see a lot of things happen in 2016 with VR, AR. I mean, I, I just don't think. I don't think people want to wear stuff that big on their face. And the Google Glass was nice and it's cool, but I think it still was a little bit big. And maybe contact lenses would be where it's at. Well, yeah, but you have to have a step in between. Oh, I know. I know that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. And yeah. I'm not saying we're going to have VR contact lenses in 2016. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> That's quite a bold prediction, Will. That would be a very bold That's prediction. That's a very bold prediction. All right, so uh, to ramp it all up, final thoughts on what's the what's the thing on this list that we've talked about that has the biggest impact going forward? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there, it's, it's, there was not, I don't know if there's really like one thing this year. That that really just like jumps out. I'm gonna say Internet of Things. I agree with you. But that was my prediction on the prediction episode too. I feel too, like the Internet so. of Things did like the Internet of Things got big this year, but it's mm-hmm. been around for a couple years or a few years. I mean, but that's the thing. You could say that about IoT. You could say it about wearables. You could say it about you know. There's so many things that you could say it about. You could say it about biotech. I mean, biometric authentication stuff. I mean. That's true. Only thing we'll say. Only thing I will say. There will be something in 2016 that we go, man, we didn't think of that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, I mean, there will be something. There will be something. There will be things. There will be things that will completely catch us off guard. That we'll be like, man, we never thought they would do that. Yep. They being whoever. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm just. uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Well, um, (laughs) thanks for joining us for our 2015 wrap up bonus episode. Uh, Hope everybody uh, got a little bit out of it. Um, you can find us over on venue.com. Uh, you can subscribe via iTunes. Um, and we want to get those emails from you. So email us over at podcast at venue.com and we'll see everybody for the new year, 2016.